0: Chapter 7 Of Among the Night People by Clara Dillingham Pearson This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Jude Summers. Chapter 7 The Lazy Cutworms Now that spring had come and all the green things were growing, the cutworms crawled out of their winter sleeping places in the ground and began to eat the tenderest and best things that they could find. They felt rested and hungry after their quiet winter for they had slept without awakening ever since the first really cold days of fall. There were many different kinds of cutworms, brothers and sisters, cousins and second cousins, so of course they did not all look alike. They had hatched the summer before from eggs laid by the owlet moths, their mothers, and had spent the time from then until cold weather in sleeping and eating and eating some more. Of course, they grew a great deal. "'But then, you know, one can grow without taking time especially for it. "'It is well that this is so. "'If people had to say, "'I can do nothing else now. "'I must sit down and grow a while,' "'there would not be so many large people in the world as there are. "'They would become so interested in doing other things "'that they would not take the time to grow as they should. "'Now the cutworms were fine and fat,' and just as heedless as cutworms have been since the world began. They had never seen their parents, and had hatched without anyone to look after them. They did not look like their parents, for they were only worms as yet, but they had the same habit of sleeping all day and going out at night, and never thought of eating breakfast until the sun had gone down. They were quite popular in underground society, and were much liked by the earthworms and may-beetle larvae, who enjoyed hearing stories of what the cutworms saw above ground. The May beetle larvae did not go out at all, because they were too young, and the earthworms never knew what was going on outside unless someone told them. They often put their heads up into the air, but they had no eyes and could not see for themselves. The cutworms were bold, saucy, selfish, and wasteful. They were not good children although when they tried they could be very entertaining, and one always hoped that they would improve before they became moths. Sometimes they even told the earthworms and may beetle larvae stories that were not so, and that shows what sort of children they were. It was dreadful to tell such things to people who could never find out the difference. One spotted cutworm heard a couple of earthworms talking about ground moles, and told them that ground moles were large birds with four wings apiece and legs like a caterpillar's. They did not take pains to be entertaining because they wanted to make the underground people happy, but because they enjoyed hearing them say, "'What bright fellows those cutworms are! Really exceedingly clever!' And doing it for that reason took all the goodness out of it. One bright moonlit night the cutworms awakened and crawled out on top of the ground to feed. They lived in the farmer's vegetable garden, so there were many things to choose from. Young beets just showing their red-veined leaves above their shining red stems. Turnips, clean-looking onions holding their slender leaves very stiff and straight. Radishes with just a bit of their rosy roots peeping out of the earth. And crisp, pale green lettuce, crinkled and shaking in every passing breeze. It was a lovely growing time and all the vegetables were making the most of the fine nights for you know that is the time when everything grows best sunshiny days are the best for coloring leaves and blossoms but the time for sinking roots deeper and sending shoots higher and unfolding new leaves is at night in the beautiful stillness some cutworms chose beets and some chose radishes two or three liked lettuce best "'and a couple crawled off to nibble at the sweet peas "'which the farmer's wife had planted. "'They never ate all of a plant. "'Oh, no, and that was one way in which they were wasteful. "'They nibbled through the stalk where it came out of the ground, "'and then the plant tumbled down and withered, "'while the cutworm went on to treat another in the same way. "'Well,' exclaimed one spotted cutworm, "'as he crawled out from his hole, "'I must have overslept.' guess i stayed up too late this morning you'd better look out said one of his friends or the ground mole will get you he likes to find nice fat little cutworms who sleep too late in the evening needn't tell me answered the spotted cutworm it's the early mole that catches the cutworm i don't know when i have overslept myself so have you fellows been up ever since sunset yes they answered and one saucy fellow added i got up too early I awakened and felt hungry and thought I'd just come out for a lunch. I supposed the birds had finished their supper, but the first thing I saw was a robin out hunting. She was not more than the length of a beanpole for me, and when I saw her cock her head on one side and look toward me, I was sure she saw me. But she didn't, after all. Lucky for me that I am green and came up beside the lettuce. I kept still, and she took me for a leaf. "'Shh!' said someone else. "'Here comes the ground-mole.' They all kept very still, while the mole scampered to and fro on the dewy grass near them, going faster than one would think he could with such very, very short legs. His pink digging-hands flashed in the moonlight, and his pink snout showed also, but the dark, soft fur of the rest of his body could hardly be seen against the brown earth of the garden. It may have been because he was not hungry, or it may have been because his fur covered his eyes, but he went back to his underground runway without having caught a single cutworm then the cutworms felt very much set up they crawled toward the hole into his runway and made faces at it as though he was standing in the doorway they called mean things after him and pretended to say them very loudly yet really spoke quite softly then they began to boast that they were not afraid of anybody and while they were boasting they ate and ate and ate and eight. Here and there the young plants drooped and fell over, and as soon as one did that the cutworm who had eaten on it crawled off to another. "'Guess the farmer will know we've been here,' said they. "'We don't care. He doesn't need all these vegetables. What if he did plant them? Let him plant some more if he wants to. What business has he to have so many anyway if he won't share them with other people?' "'You would have thought to hear them.' that they were exceedingly kind to leave any vegetables for the farmer. In among the sweet peas were many little tufts of purslane, and purslane is very good to eat, as anyone knows who has tried it. But do you think the cutworms ate that? Not a bit of it. We can have purslane any day, they said. And now we will eat sweet peas. One little fellow added, You won't catch me eating purslane. It's a weed. Now, cutworms do eat weeds, but they always seem to like best those things which have been carefully planted and tended. If the purslane had been set in straight rows, and the sweet peas had just come up of themselves everywhere, it is quite likely that this young cutworm would have said, You won't catch me eating sweet peas. They are weeds. As the moon rose higher and higher in the sky, the cutworms boasted more and more. They said there were no robins clever enough to find them and that the ground mole dared not touch them when they were together and that it was only when he found one alone underground that he was brave enough to do so. They talked very loudly now and bragged dreadfully until they noticed that the moon was setting and a faint yellow light showed over the treetops in the east. Time to go to bed for the day, called the spotted cutworm. Where are you going to crawl in? They had no regular homes, you know, but crawled into the earth wherever they wanted to, and slept until the next night. "'There are some fine holes already made,' said a green cutworm, "'and big enough for a garter snake. "'They are smooth and deep, and a lot of us can cuddle down into each. "'I'm going into one of them.' "'Who made these holes?' asked the spotted cutworm. "'And why are they here?' "'Oh, who cares who made them?' answered the green cutworm. Yes, there are as if we want to use them.' "'Perhaps the farmer made them,' said the spotted cutworm. "'And if he did, I don't want to go into them.' "'Oh, who's afraid of him?' cried the other cutworms. "'Come along.' "'No,' answered the spotted cutworm. "'I won't. I don't want to, and I won't do it. "'The hole I make to sleep in will not be so large, "'nor will it have such smooth sides, "'but I'll know all about it and feel safe. "'Good morning.' Then he crawled into the earth and went to sleep. The others went into the smooth, deep holes made by the farmer with his hoe handle. The next night there was only one cutworm in the garden, and that was the spotted cutworm. Nobody has ever seen the lazy ones who chose to use the smooth, deep holes which were ready-made. The spotted cutworm lived quite alone until he was full-grown. Then he made a little oval room for himself in the ground and slept in it while he changed into a black owlet moth. After that he flew away to find a wife and live among her people. It is said that whenever he saw a cutworm working at night he would flutter down beside him and whisper, The cutworm who is too lazy to bore his own sleeping place will never live to become an owlet moth. End of chapter 7